You are now listening to the I Know A Guy podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the 23rd episode of the podcast. My name is Noah, and this is the I Know A Guy podcast, where I expose the world to all the cool people. That I know of. You may have read the tabloids. You may have seen the speculation on the news. The Instagram comments, the podcast award show buzz, the emails from my school. I'm here to tell you that all of it, every single word is true. Today, we have Cameron Friggin Scott on the podcast today. He's a guest that needs no introduction, but that's what I'm going to do right now. Cameron Scott is no doubt a maestro and enthusiast of all things cinema. Parentheses, you can't spell Cameron without camera. Comma, sketch comedy, Tetris, and being a pretty nice pal. His talent and charm is only outdone by his wickedly contagious smile. He may be the guest of podcast number 23, but in our hearts, he's long-term resident. Numero uno. Please put your virtual hands together for the one and only Cameron Scott. Great to have you on, my friend. Well, I'm going to clap for myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll put your real life hands golf together. Clap, golf clap, golf, golf clap. clap. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the mic doesn't go crazy. Yeah. Um, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, today's been pretty good. Yeah. Good to hear. Um, sorry, I'm just going to turn off the curling real quick as much as I'd like to watch that, oh, too. Oh, come on. I was getting distracted. Yeah, exactly. That was <laughs> that was kind of the point. Um, yeah, Cameron, uh, how was your trip over here? How was the weather? How was the Uber? Um, you know, the Uber was great. Uh-huh. Um, my feet are pretty tired from walking because yes, uh, the Uber made me walk. The new Uber walk feature. Yeah. Yeah, that was unfortunate that they implemented that. It's really tough. You know, um, but uh, it's cheaper than the normal Uber. You would think, right? But I pay like five bucks to get here. I'm pretty oh, wow. sure you don't have to pay five bucks to Uber. So did they um, just give you directions? Yeah, basically. Uh huh. Plus it's, the twenty percent tip, which is market market value standard. Yeah, twenty percent mm. is the standard, but you can tip a bit more, right? Yeah, I feel yeah, like, I think yeah. if the directions were good enough. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you got here on time uh, and uh, uh, to the right place. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, now that you are here, Cameron, um, I guess we should just get right into it, right? Um, we are going to start, um, before we get into the swing of things here, we need to take care of some housekeeping. Uh, and that means that we're going to do Mommy Minutes. If you're not familiar, Cameron, my mom recently told me that she wants to hear more about my guests' stories and less of my voice which is why at the beginning of each show we take a few minutes to hear about nothing but Cameron. So for the the next few minutes, why don't you tell me about uh, every single thing that's happened to you? Okay, so I was born, right, in Washington, D.C. Wow. Um, But I'm Ghanaian um, and African-American. So I grew up in all sorts of different places. Sure. Um, I guess that uh, being African... Is not necessarily why I grew up in a lot of different places, but I think it contributed a little bit because my mom is a real traveler. Like, she just likes mm. to go to a lot of places. 
In fact, I always find out new stories after I like meet her friends, and they're like, "Yeah, your mom was in like Yugoslavia." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, that's well, great." To what know. are some other places that you've grown up? Um, so when I was a baby, one, one-ish, yeah. I want to say, um, my parents flew out because they work for the UN. Oh wow! Um, to Ethiopia mm. and then Eritrea. Yeah. Um, but then I came back to the states. Um, but. Since then, I've lived in about four different places, I would say. Uh, Sierra Leone, Ghana, and Liberia. Wow. Oh, well, I said four, but that's three. That's, yeah. three. <laughs> that's still amazing. Um, wow. And uh, and what's one amazing thing from your time uh, not in the U.S. That, that, that really sticks out to you? Wow. Okay. So when I lived in Sierra Leone, um, it's a fantastic country in mm-hmm. many ways. But they're very well known for their seafood. Ooh. And so there's this place, which I can't remember for the life of me. I think it's called Frankie's, perhaps. Sure. Um, don't quote me on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so we would go there occasionally. Um, and I was really dumb because as a child, I would always order pasta. Oh! I know. Not at Frankie's. Not at Frankie's. Cameron, you can't order pasta at Frankie's. Do you think that when you ordered pasta at Frankie's, they were like, what is yeah, this what kid is doing? Yeah, what is he doing? I, Does probably, he know he's at Frankie's? Probably. Was it good pasta? It was really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, please. I am emphatic about that pasta. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. really good. <laughs> the Frankie's warrants the F-bomb, of course. Um Wow, so uh, hopefully it is named Frankie's because it just got some free publicity. Um, yeah. So uh, you're saying it's known for its seafood, but you don't know it for its seafood. Absolutely you, not. You know it for its pasta and perhaps its smell of seafood. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Frankie's pasta and seafood in Sierra Leone. That sounds amazing. Um, and uh, since then, have you been up to anything monumental? Wow, since Sierra Leone, sure. I, you know, aged like five or six years. Congratulations! Yeah. It's been great. It's been great. Yeah. Actually, way more than five years. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's incredible. More like thirteen. Wow. Yeah, um, but no, I mean, I've become a pretty cool person. I feel like you know, I agree. not to toot my own horn. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm a film major. Yes, you are. Um, but I'm also an econ major. Mm-hmm. Also, do a lot of FM courses, uh, African American studies. Yeah. For those who don't know. Um, I'm very torn about what I want to learn. Let's yeah. just be honest about that. That's not a bad place to be, though. No, absolutely not. Not at all. Um, and I guess right now I'm working on writing a lot. Yeah. yeah. I have um, actually talked to you about this, but I think we'll talk about that after this. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll keep it under wraps until uh, until the grand reveal. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but let's just say Cameron has a lot of irons in the fire. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, very exciting to watch, should I say. Uh, more on that later. But Cameron, you, you briefly hinted on, at this. Um, and so uh, I think unless you have anything else that you feel like my mom should know, uh, maybe we can transition into the, the meat and potatoes, as I like to say, of okay. the podcast. Yeah. Um, and that's that you are a big writer and you're a big film guy. Um, I happen to know that you are part of the Wesleyan Film Board. Is that uh, true? That could be correct, yes. Yeah, what's your experience like that like, on that like? Wow, um, the Film Board is pretty cool yeah. um, because it's kind of chill for me. I'm the budget uh, guy. Oh, okay. Along with, I don't know if you know Danny, Danny DaCosta. I don't. Um, but anyway, we're both on the Film Board. Kind of knew each other actually before getting on the Film Board, but we're both doing budget. 
Um, and then obviously, you know, there's other people on the board. It's not mm-hmm. just us two. Sure. Um, it's cool. We basically pick the films that show every semester. Mm-hmm. Um, what people actually don't know is that there's two halves of the calendar. I think, or no one I've talked to knows about this, but like we program one half of the calendar at the beginning, obviously, uh-huh. and then the other half in the other half yeah, of the semester. Yeah. Um, but what people really don't... <laughs> actually, I shouldn't even say that. What am I saying? The film board is cool. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So uh, that that kind of gets me to, to, to my point here, Cameron, um, is that you are clearly someone who has accomplished a myriad of stunning things during your time, not only here at Wesleyan, but beyond. Would you say that's fair? Sure. Yeah. Um, but something quite high on the list is obviously your participation on the film board. So... Cameron, because you're an aficionado of all things, amongst other things, I should say, of all things, though, basketball and technology, as well as obviously film, I want to do an enriching exercise here for a bit. Okay. Cameron, we're going to write a script together on this podcast, okay? Whoa. A script for a movie that must pass the very high standards of the Wesleyan Film Board that you are operate the budget of my mind is blown yes this film will follow the trials and tribulations of one shaquille snowden an up-and-coming young basketball player slash hacker as he navigates the ups and downs of trying to make it in the nba while simultaneously trying to single-handedly expose the u.s government's biggest technological secrets the following will be a five-scene script in preparation for its inevitable purchase from paramount pictures okay are you prepared? Do you have any questions? I'm absolutely prepared. My question is... Please. When do we start? Oh, man. Right after I explained the only part that you haven't heard yet. So, five scenes. What we're going to be doing is we'll be acting out the scenes. Each scene is a two-character scene, and one of the characters is Shaquille Snowden. I figure that you could have the honor of playing the lead character. Sure. Um... So the so eat, before each scene, I will uh, read out the title of the scene and who it involves. Okay. Um, and we're we're gonna write a movie together here, Cameron. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the <laughs> this should be a good time. Uh, the first the first uh, the first scene is called tryouts for the team, and it's featuring Shaquille Snowden and Coach Windbreaker. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, okay. let's go. <clears throat> Tweet! Snowden, get over here. All right, coach. What's up? Hey, uh, uh I've been hearing I've been I've been hearing a lot from you out by the docks um that that this new Snowden kid is uh he's got all that in a bag of potato chips. So, yeah. you know what? I I want to I want to see what you're made of today, kid. Okay, I'm all that. What's up? <laughs> you want what do you want me to do, coach? Well, I was hoping that you'd play basketball, but I thought that that's what you were expecting me to say. So guess what? During this tryout, I'm not going to have you play basketball at all. No, sir. Today's tryouts will be more a judge of your character. Well, coach, you want to know something interesting? What's that, Snowden? I expected that. You expected that? I was expecting it. What if I switched back to you having to try out by playing basketball? Would you have expected that? Yes. Oh, damn it, Snowden, you're always one step ahead of me. Okay, I guess I'll go with my original plan, and that is 
Snowden. Um, you know what? I I uh, I just bought this new iPad from the Apple Store uh, earlier today, and my two daughters, um, uh, Mary Kate and Ashley, uh, said, uh, "Daddy, uh, uh, all I want to do on this iPad is." is play Temple Run. And I said, that's not what the iPad's for, sweeties. Uh, it's so I can drop my plays. Um, so I'm handing it to you, Snowden. I need you to hack into the mainframe and make sure that they can never play Temple Run again. Could uh, you do that for me? All right, Coach. You ready? Just give me the iPad. Yeah, all right. Here you go. Just pass it over. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Beep, boop. Okay. Bop, bop. No way. Dee-doop, bop. You, you will... Skibidi-doop, bop. <laughs> oh, my God. You did it. It's hacked. Snowden, you're a genius. It's been hacked, coach. Answer me this. So, so am I on the basketball team now or what? What's your free throw percentage? Ugh, 90%. Okay, you're on the team. All right, so uh, the, um, obviously, that, I mean, that was a pretty good scene. We saw Snowden uh, uh, make the team. That's pretty big. Yeah. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, if we really want to have this, this film be, you know, Wesleyan Film Board approved, Maybe we need to add another layer to it. Of what course, no. Characters need depth, right? Characters need depth. Exactly. I mean, you, you seem to know your stuff. Um, so this next scene is called Into the Mainframe, and it's featuring Shaquille Snowden, obviously, um, and his best friend, Hal Kerr. Okay, so go ahead. All right, Hal. So I know that you're nervous about this, but let me tell you something. Um, okay, what's that? Our, what, what's that, Shaquille? Calm down, Hal. Okay, okay, okay I got it. Never, Our, I just said I've never Hal? done this before. Sorry. Hal? Sorry. Hal? I'm sorry. It's okay. Thanks. It's okay. Yeah. You know, my dad always told me, he always said, listen, son, when you're hacking into the mainframe, uh-huh. you've got to have confidence. Oh, man, I never thought of that before. I've always been nervous my entire life ever since I was born. I get it, Hal. I get it. But, but but Shaquille, you're always so confident, especially on the court and on the computers and with the ladies. I know, I know. I know I'm shooting above 50 in the field. <laughs> yeah, okay? you are. And I know they're drawing comparisons between me, Magic, Kobe, mm. Dwayne Wade. Edward Snowden. LeBron James, Edward Snowden. True. You know. All four of those. All of them. Yeah. You know, they say I'm the anti-Elon Musk. True. True. We'll get to him later, actually. <laughs> So, all I'm saying is, Hal, you can get like me. But, but Shaquille, uh, I'm not compared to any of those guys. When I walk, walk down the hallway, everyone's like, hey, there goes the guy from Diary of a Wimpy Kid, but not the main character or his best friend, because they actually have lines. There goes the kid that looks like Fregley. Hal, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah, please do. I do you want to hear the much. words of wisdom that my father ended his speech yeah, to me. I'd love he to. He passed after he gave that speech. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay, because these words stuck with me forever. He said... Yeah? And are you listening, Hal? I'm listening. He said, you gotta be the main character in your own story. Oh, man. In your own damn story. And then he died? And then he died. Wow, I'm so sorry. I mean, okay, so, so you're saying by handing me this computer with the U.S. government logo on it, you're saying that I'm not just some goofy sidekick who happens to know some computer code. Maybe I can be the main character too? That's exactly what I'm saying. Even though you just looked into the camera a few minutes ago and talked directly to the audience, 
Um, what are you talking about, Hal? Oh, sorry. We were just doing a breaking the fourth wall thing there. Okay, sorry. Let me. Um, let uh, uh, let yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Just get get. To yeah, the, let me get to the yeah. computer. Sorry. Oh. To the computer. Right. Okay. Now, now activate the code. Okay, you got it. Uh, control V. Uh huh. Uh huh. Almost there. I'm almost there. I'm okay, almost press there. Alt now. Alt. Shift. Shift. Delete. Delete. Okay, you did it. Oh you my God, did it. It worked. Check. You did it. How? We're in. We're, we're in the mainframe. <laughs> Sorry, we weren't in until I said we're in, because that's a necessity in these types of things. That's... So you're telling me that I can hand you back this computer and you'll have access to every governmental email and secret there's ever been? In fact, even the secrets we don't know about. Well, then here you go, Shaquille Snowden. I okay. can only hope that you're going to save the world with this thing. And Hal, do you remember what I just told you five minutes ago? Yeah, you said, um, I think our pizza bites are ready. You could go down to the microwave and get them. Yes, that's exactly what I said. And Subway is giving out uh, footlongs at $2. Um, so we got to get on that too. That's crazy because that's know. what my dad told me before he died. Whoa. You know, we're not so different after we're, all. We're not so different, Hal. <laughs> and see... <laughs> Okay, man, there was some real character development. Real there. intense. I think I can I can see, you know, half of Wesleyan packing into the the theater, and in our film building now, and watching those first two scenes. And it's not often that, in the first two scenes, an audience can be moved to tears. But no, it's perhaps this time they will be. Absolutely, an emphatic, <laughs> joyous, rapturous story yeah, that we've created. Rapturous. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we've got scene three here then. Yeah. Scene three has to do with uh, quote-unquote big shot. Oh, it's called big shot. Okay. Big shot? Big shot. B-I-G-S-H-O-T. That's correct. Okay. And it's featuring Shaquille Snowden and Cleveland Cavaliers rookie sensation Ace Buckets. Oh, okay. Okay, so uh, here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Can, can I get some backstory oh, on Ace? Sure, sure, of course. So, um, you know, I'm envisioning that Shaquille Snowden uh, just made the, the, the team, uh -huh. the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he thinks that he's going to be mentored by Ace Buckets because he's a fellow rookie sensation, even though I guess that doesn't make sense because, you know, they're coming in at the same time. But Ace Buckets, he's clearly got... He's know, got that... He's got the veteran yeah. mentality. Um and so Shaquille Snowden's looking to gain some knowledge from him, but I guess the conversation doesn't go as uh, as well as, as Shaquille Snowden would have hoped. Okay. Intrigue. Right. Okay. So yeah. let's do this. <clears throat> hey, you, uh, uh, next time you pass the ball to me, why don't you actually hit me in my hands? It, but that's not how we play basketball. Oh, Really? Oh, you you think you're just going to march into the Cleveland Cavaliers organization and change the fundamental way that I've been playing this game for the last three days before you got here because your flight was delayed? Okay, what's your name, kid? Yeah, I'm Shaquille Snowden. You never heard of me? Wait, you're Shaquille Snowden? That's me, yeah. <laughs> I guess you feel like you got it all figured out then, huh? I kind of do, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh, really? What's your free throw percentage? 90%. Okay, actually, that's, that's really good. Well, uh, why, why do they always not expect me to be able to shoot well from, <laughs> from the line? That doesn't make sense. Well, 
let's just say, uh, you know, Shaquille Snowden, people drafted in the second round <laughs> normally can't shoot free throws at 90%, if you know what I'm saying. Weren't you also drafted in the second don't, round? Don't say that too loud. They think I was first overall. They're all stupid. Um, so listen, I suppose you want to be friends or something? Yeah, okay. I, I mean, if we can be... I don't. <laughs> all right. You know what? Screw what? you. Don't, uh, don't talk to me that way. Why? Or else... Um, um, what are you going to do, cry? Maybe. I mean, I haven't done that in a while, by the way. Oh, and also, um, guess what? Um, I was texting some of the other guys on the team earlier and saying, this Shaquille Snowden guy is probably bad, but you'll never be able to read those texts because you have no way of getting into my phone. I'm on the group chat. Oh, this is so awkward for me. I totally forgot about that because yeah, right after you, I, I know. Like, yeah, it's it's okay. Oh I think my. I think we can still be friends. I just think you need to be less God, confrontational about all of you this. Seem you seem know? like a really nice I guy. I know you do too. Okay, this, we. I think we can make up. I guess this would be more fun for me if you were just like kind of mean, but you've been nice. I noticed that you donated to charity the other day. It was super. That's sweet. just who I am. I'm Shaquille Snowden. You yeah. know. Yeah. I hack into the mainframe. Just keep your voice down, man. Are you crazy? Don't you know that the coach of the team is also the secretary of defense? Wait, really? You didn't know this? No. Coach Fort Knox? He's the he's the secretary Wait, of defense. Wait, I thought his name United. was Coach Fort Knight. Oh, that's where you're mistaken. That's oh, what he says man. to the reporters. Oh, man. But if you look at his passport, it says Coach Fort Knox. The, the Secretary of Defense. Oh, man. That's why he won't let us have our phones out at any time. Because he knows that if any of us try and log into the U.S. military governmental website, which I think is the official name, then we'll all find out no, about that him is the official name. and the yeah. nuclear codes. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it would be really cool if I, if I knew someone that could help take down... Coach Fort Knox, but wait, come come here, coming closer. Well, well, what's up? What's up, Shaquille Snowden? What's up? You're looking at him. You're you're, you're looking at the guy. I, Where? I, I'm the guy. You're the guy. What do you mean? I, I'm the guy. You're saying you do more than just shoot free throws with immaculate okay, accuracy. Okay, first of all, I'm shooting fifty percent from the field too. I don't know if you you've <laughs> heard about me. Or what? No, you, uh, I don't pay attention to second rounders. Pfft, couldn't be me, right, guys? Okay, we need to we need to circle back to the. Okay, coming. let's let's circle let's circle back. Okay, I think we need to convene somewhere else in private. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the locker room and and talk this out. And probably the next time that people will see us, they'll probably understand that we've worked out a devious plan, even though they haven't seen it on screen. Yeah. Okay, and see. It's agreed. Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, wow, that was that was amazing. I I mean, I'm not saying there's Oscar buzz for this movie already, but I think that probably oh, would... Hold up, Noah. Please. You hear that sound? I I hear a faint something. It's it's the it's the Oscar buzz. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the scene that we would turn in for you for Shaquille Snowden's uh, Oscar winning Absolutely. scene. Absolutely. A pivotal scene for his, for his character. Yeah. For the show. It felt, it felt like he, in one scene, not only fixed 
any plot holes, but also fixed the character of Ace Buckets himself. Yeah, and we know Ace is troubled. Ace is troubled. Ace is troubled. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's a really good point. Wow. So, I mean, you have a a way with words, a way with putting those words on a page. Um, But we still have two more scenes left and a lot lot of movie to figure out. Let's get into it. So let's keep writing. This next scene is called... Red Alert, and it's a scene between Shaquille Snowden and U.S. President David DiMaggio. Oh my God! Okay, so <laughs> um, uh, let's let's figure this out. Ready? All right, I I feel like we can go into this blind and just we see where can. it goes. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> Bzz, <clears throat> whoop, 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 whoop. Turn those alarms off! Turn those alarms off! Snowden! Snowden! Get in here! Oh, yeah, what's going turn, on? I said turn those alarms up. <laughs> Snowden, thanks for seeing me today. This uh, th- uh, th- uh, this meeting is of dire importance. It's my honor, President. Yeah, uh, let's skip the formalities, uh, Private. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for enlisting in the army. By the way, that was huge. Um, it was it was really cool to meet you, um, but uh, listen, um, Snowden, uh, if that's your real name, um, you should just know that what you and Ace Buckets did back there, taking down Coach Fort Knox, I know him as Secretary of Defense Fort Knox, I didn't even realize he was corrupt from the inside, so... You know, earlier... No, it's all right, President. <laughs> Listen, I know you're an all-world athlete, president, superstar. Yes. I am a, I'm a professional curler. But sometimes, mm. you know, we miss some, some things. Oh. You I, know. I didn't even think about it that you way. You didn't. But we're reconsidering now. Wow. Um, and we, we've got Fort Knox locked up. Yes, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that what you did and um, Snowden. Um, I should admit, um, I did find out what you and Hal Kerr did, hacking into the governmental mainframe. President, earlier. I think we can explain this. We can explain this. But I'm willing to forgive it, because you took Fort Knox down. However, however, what, what I'm not willing to forgive is. Your behavior on the court. 88% free throw shooting? Oh, president. You know, I'm involved in so many things. I think 2% off of my off of my free throw percentage. Snowden? Is, you, is, is not that bad. You know that I'm a diehard Cleveland Cavaliers fan. We have the number one seed. But uh, what have I always said? Three, two, one... Free throws win Free throws win championships. Thank you. Yes. I'm glad we said that at the same time. Yeah, you, I yeah, President. Can I ask you a question? Yes, President. Do you think eighty eight percent is gonna cut it? No. Good answer. That's correct. So again, I will forgive you for the war crimes that you committed hacking into the governmental mainframe. What will I not forgive you for? The free throw. The eighty-eight percent free throw shooting. You're gonna have to figure out a way to fix it yes, in the last scene of the movie. Okay. And see. We'll we'll, we'll make it. <laughs> we'll make that happen. Okay, so you know, I think that uh, that was really a productive scene. No, yeah, we introduced some character conflict. Exactly. Yeah. We needed um, we needed a way to we, we we resolved the conflict between Ace Buckets and Shaq, and Shaq and the U.S. government. Right. 
But we still have one scene left, and we needed to find the conflict, we and we did. We need him to improve that free throw percentage. Well, lucky for us, Cameron, and our and our writing, lucky for us and our writing, the last scene might just be able to, to make that happen. I'm excited. Let's okay. get into it. Scene five is called A Rekindling, and it's a scene between Shaquille Snowden and Coach Windbreaker once again. Wow. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Wow, Shaquille Snowden, never yes. thought I'd see your face again. You know, I never thought I'd see you either. I guess I suppose now that you're some Hollywood Cleveland hotshot, you probably don't even want to talk to old Coach Windbreaker over here anymore. Coach, you know, it, it was you. It was all you. You might not have been there, but... Nope, I wasn't. I was playing uh, Temple Run. But, Coach, let me tell you something. Yeah? When you told me on my on my father's dying day... Speech. <laughs> yeah. That free throws are what matter. Whoa. Yeah, I remember that. That just stuck with me. And, you know, my free throw percentage, it dropped. Don't tell me it dropped under 90%. Coach... I can't even look at you right now. But I'm so I embarrassed. brought it back, Coach. To I what? brought it back. To 89? And now I have a 95% free throw shooting percentage. Shaquille Snowden say it ain't so. It's so, Coach. It is so. You know what I always say about free throws, right? Let's say it on three. One, two, three. Free, free throws, throws win championships. championships. It is really you. It's oh me, Coach. Oh, my God. Bring it in. Ah, come Snowden. here, Coach. And then the um, the narrator. Uh, it's oh, and then at the end of the movie, we're gonna be the two color commentators narrating the NBA championship of Shaquille Snowden. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, welcome back to WNSPN. Um, I'm your color commentator, uh, Chet Cheddar, and here with me is Bruce uh, Springsteen. <laughs> Yep, Chet Chatter and Bruce Springsteen on the call. Um, today's championship match between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Seattle Supersonics. We're really excited We're for this really game. We're really excited. Absolutely excited. Especially for newly appointed coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, U.S. President David DiMaggio, his uh, uh, debut a long shot. We could have we could have never expected. Never expected that. Uh, he'll be coaching uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers stars uh Shaquille Snowden and Ace Buckets, along with a special surprise from uh, from Shaquille Snowden's best friend on the court. Who's that, uh, Bruce Springsteen? Well, I- I've heard his name might be Ahal. Hal? Ahal something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Hal has been an up-and-coming player ever since he hacked... We got to keep this under wraps, ladies no, and gentlemen. Oh, watch your mouth, Bruce Springsteen. He hacked the you-know-what. Yes, yes, we all the, know. We all know. Mm-hmm. Allegations. Um, But he's coming into the league, and he's showing some talent, you know? That's true. That's true. Uh, with the same mentality that Shaquille came into the league with, uh, with the free throw above everything else. <laughs> exactly right, Bruce Springsteen. Exactly right. And especially with, the, with David DiMaggio's help uh, from assistant coach, Coach Windbreaker. I do believe this Cleveland Cavaliers team has what it takes to bring it home. In fact, there's there's 10 seconds left on the clock here, 
and uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers well, are down I, by two. I think they're taking it to a timeout. Let's let's see what I think we can hear on hearing on oh, that's the, a great, on the coach. That's a great point. Yep, we got them all mic'd up. We got them all mic'd yep, up. Yep, I think we can listen uh, in right now. The, we got a mic'd up between uh, uh, Coach David DiMaggio, U.S. President, and Shaquille Snowden. Here we go. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, what are you doing out there? Your performance has been embarrassing. P- president. I mean, coach. Both are fine. I know. I can make this last shot. We're down by one point. We're down by one point, but we have two free throws left to shoot. And they have no fouls to give. So you're telling me, look me in the eyes, son. I'm looking you in the eyes. You're telling me that if you get fouled and you go to the line, you're actually going to make both free throws and win the game? They don't call me Shaquille two frees for nothing. Actually... Yeah, they, uh, that's a really good point. I guess you had to get that nick, that crazily odd, oddly specific nickname from somewhere. You know what? New game plan. Forget the whole plan that I just told you. Here's the new plan. I want you guys to get the ball to Snowden. And then, listen up, Ace Buckets, Hal Kerr, I want you guys to run simultaneously around Snowden until they try and get through and accidentally foul him. Oh, I don't know, Coach. How Kerr, you can do this. You know what I always say. Uh, confidence is uh, everyone's the main character or something like that. Oh, oh, oh that's what I remember now. <laughs> exactly. And Ace Buckets, listen up. Uh, you got it, Ace Buckets? Yeah, I got it, Coach. Okay, good, Ace Buckets. You've always... Uh, and I've I, always been confident. I appreciate it. Ah! <laughs> okay, thanks, Ace Buckets. You seem to get it. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, uh, break on three. One, two, three. Break! break. Okay. <clears throat> and we're back. I'm Chet Cheddar <laughs> again alongside my partner. I'm Bruce Springsteen. Okay, we've got 10 seconds left in the game. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, the Cavs are, are coming out of a timeout. Yep. Um... <laughs> I think it's uh, Ace Buckets uh, uh, throwing in the ball. Passing in the ball. Okay. And uh, it seems that he's passing it straight to, oh, who would have thought? Shaquille. Shaquille Shaquille did. He drives straight to the basket. And Ace is going around the arc. He's running around him. And and Hal Hal Kerr is also running around him. The Seattle Supersonics are confused. There's one second left. Oh, my God. What's going on? Oh, no. They fouled. And they fouled him as the clock expired. So these two shots will be the last two shots of Of the the game. game. And if he makes both. Cleveland Cavaliers with the championship. They, oh, they How and you know this, they haven't won in fifty years. They have never won. They've never won. And uh, Coach David DiMaggio uh, has a terminal illness, and he's gonna die in five minutes. Oh, God bless our president. God bless. Uh, okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the last two free throws are coming in. Shaquille is coming up onto the line. Yes. The the whole crowd is booing. This soup, this Sonics crowd is yeah. Oh, they're so booing. Terrible. Him. They're booing him. Oh, uh, um, okay. So, um, uh, uh, Coach Windbreaker, um, at halftime, he uh, died of natural causes. But luckily, um, uh, Shaquille Snowden, as he's taking free throws, I think might be able to hear a special uh, ghostly voice from the stands. We've got uh, Shaquille Snowden mic'd up at the free, fr- free throw line as he's making Is that even shots. possible? Yep, that's possible. Let's go to Shaquille Snowden now. <clears throat> All right. I don't know if I can make these shots, man. Ooh, Coach Windbreaker here. Coach? Sorry for dying at halftime. That's my bad. Coach, I'm, I don't know if I can do this. Shaquille Snowden, what have I always told you about making free throws? 
It's Coach the championship game. Three, two, one. Free throws win championships. Now go to that line, step up, and make those two shots. I got you, Coach. Bring home the tournament, not only for me, not only for Coach David DiMaggio, not only for Halker, not only for Ace Buckets, but every single goddamn citizen of the United States of America. Sorry. Coach, sir, yes, sir. I got a little Coach for no, Noxie there. You keep it in. Okay, I'm going to fly away now. I think uh, you've used up your allotted 15 seconds of uh, preparations for your shot. So why don't you just go ahead and make both of them, son? Okay. Actually, I already made them. Oh my! Okay, um, uh, back to Chet Cheddar here. Uh, 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 and, and Bruce Springsteen. Oh my God! He made and he both. made the shots. Did you? He he somehow made two free he shots. Made two free throws with one of shot. One shot. And then um and then uh, uh Shaquille Snowden puts both of his hands up. Um, and Ace Buckets and uh, and Hal Kerr both hug him from the side and lift him onto their shoulders. And David DiMaggio is seen celebrating in the distance. And there's a uh, a hologram of of Coach Windbreaker in the bath in the background with tears in his eyes. And it's a freeze frame. And then we roll the frickin' credits over what song? Of, of course, Born in the USA. Bruce By Spring. Bruce Springsteen. I had the exact same fucking idea. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, that's a great movie. Yeah, just golf clap again. Oh, man. Oh, that made me so happy. Okay, so. But it wouldn't have been possible without you. And also you, Cameron. And also me, yeah. Also yes. you. Um, wow. Uh, wow. We got through we got through a lot there, and it took way longer than I thought because it was so <laughs> fucking fun. Um, okay, so we're going to do a um, – uh, well, first off, I should say congratulations. Would that, uh, would that movie have passed through the Wesleyan Film Board? Yeah. Of they, course. They, of course they have. No questions it. asked. No questions. Okay. Um, all right, so let's do a, uh, a speed round of some back and brack. Okay. So, Cameron – as you know, we do a segment every week on our show called Back in Brack, where I create one eight-team March Madness-style bracket for various unconventional categories. And my guest gets to decide the outcome of each game and why the winner that moves on does. Does that make sense? Okay, it makes complete sense. Now, Cameron, today's Back in Brack has to do with very something very special in today's ever-changing society. Roll the intro. Now, Cameron, uh, Elon Musk has made claims about utilizing Mars as a livable resource for humans. Here at I Know a Guy, though, we like to take things a step further. I believe that not only every planet in our solar system, excluding Earth and including Pluto, so that there are eight teams, are inhabitable. Are inhabitable. And all of them have an official planetary university. Okay, so Cameron, your job is to tell me what the campus vibe of each planetary university is, what they specialize in, and which one you'd rather go to. So does that make sense? And then at the end, we'll have one winner for which planetary university. 
will be the ultimate winner. Okay, so, that makes perfect sense. Awesome, yeah. sounds yeah. good. Yeah. So our first matchup is Neptune University versus Venus University. Which one wins and why? All right, so I'm going by the um, the Roman god rules. Okay, sure. So uh, Neptune has kind of got this cool, carefree, mm. kind of like, kind of, you know, we're relaxed, yeah. we're cool, we're chilling, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Venus, though, they've got the best fits. Let's be mm. honest. Let's go, let's be honest. Best outfits for those who were unclear of what fits meant. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sorry, my mom. I should have clarified. Hi, mom. <laughs> we're, ju- we're just saying Venus has the best outfits. Best fits, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and besides that, though, they are not that interested in academics. Mm. I mean, they're smart. Let's Don't get me wrong. Smart but uninterested in academics. Whereas on Neptune, I would also say, you know, they're not into academics. <laughs> but they do have a good sports team. I think they're only D1, oh, you know? Neptune for sure. So... Yeah. But I'm have to go with Venus. Okay. Yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. good. Sounds good. I love it. Next matchup, Mercury versus Jupiter. Okay. Mercury, speedy planet, very speedy, mm. you know. Uh, but Ju- so the, I'm again relying on their D1 sports status. <laughs> okay. But Jupiter also is a D1 huge sports school. Yes, and they have like a trillion dollar endowment. Oh yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if if you get to go to Jupiter. I mean, true. Can you really turn down Jupiter? No, not really. All right. Um, so is it Jupiter? Yes, yeah, Jupiter. Sounds good. Um, okay. Uh, next matchup is Pluto University versus Mars. University. It's Pluto. I, I don't even have. I, <laughs> I don't know what you're telling me. What's Pluto, Pluto's vibe like? Pluto is studious, but fun people. Mm, you know, um, yeah. no nonsense. Yeah. They just they know when to have a good time. True. But they're also about their books. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say they're often being uh, questioned a lot. Like, do these people really deserve to be called? Doctors or lawyers or planets. Right. They get called out all the time. But mm-hmm. let's be real. Those are uncalled for. Uncalled for and undeserved. Undeserved. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I'm, uh... Don't get me wrong. Mars is cool. Mars is cool. But Pluto. Yeah. 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 You know, I feel like we, like, here on Earth, we hear about Mars a lot. Yeah. We don't get enough I mean, they're Pluto right next news. to us, right? Yeah, yeah. no. I think... I've been saying that for years. Yeah. All right. Final, uh, final matchup before we get into the final four, Cameron. Okay, okay, okay. I just realized we've had a lot of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when Shaquille Snowden joins the podcast, though. Um, okay, finally, we have uh, Saturn versus Uranus. Okay. Your university. So uh, Uranus gets a bad rep. Obviously. Yeah. It's the butt of a lot of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, but... Uh, in all honesty, Uranus is a pretty cool school. You might think of them as like the U Chicago of uh, oh, cool. of uh, of planetary sure. universities. You know, um, sure they have a demanding core curriculum, mm. um, and so they shoot out a lot of projectiles <laughs> in the form of students. Yeah, of course. Uh, but <laughs> those are some hot steaming comets yes. in the intellectual world. Um, and, you know, I don't know what to say. I got to go with my boy Uranus. Uranus University. Sounds good. Okay, so uh, let's get into um, the semifinals. Um, We are going to be... 
shoot, did you choose Neptune or Venus? Neptune, I chose right? no, Venus. Venus. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, it's Venus versus Venus University versus Jupiter University. Wow, this is a tough one because Venus is kind of like it's kind of like legally blonde, you know. Mm. This is the, this is that kind of matchup. So Harvard. Yeah, you know, Venus shoots at the Ivy League okay. level, you know. But they're not an they're, they're not an Ivy League at the same time. Yeah. Whereas Jupiter is in the Ivy League True. of the planetary True. universities, so it's a hard you know. But oh, when, I know. But when we think about it, actually, you get the same kind of education at Venus mm. for less. For less. For less. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay, um, I can really appreciate that answer, Cameron. Um, final matchup before we get into the championship is. Uh, Pluto versus Pluto University versus Uranus University. Wow, this is a tough one. Isn't I think it? they're quite evenly matched, actually. Yeah. Um, they both bring kind of the same thing to the table. Mm. Um, but I think for underrated value, we're going to have to go with Pluto. Pluto? Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah, no, All right, yeah. so we have a, uh, a back and back championship match for the ages. Yeah. Um, and that is, of course, Venus University versus. Pluto University. Yeah, you got two little Ivy Leagues. Classic. You know, um, I don't know what to tell you. This is a hard one. Venus seems like a lot of fun to be at. Mm -hmm. But Pluto, Pluto is a great school. Yeah. Can't deny that. You cannot. I think in the end, I'm going to have to go with... With Pluto. <laughs> Congratulations, Pluto University, on winning this installment of Back and Brack. Cameron, oh, I do have a final question for you. Um, if you had to say uh, one of these planetary universities most uh, emulates Wesleyan University, which one do you think that it would be? I'm going to have to say Venus. Venus. Yes. Okay, so uh, uh, runner-up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I could see that. What, your description from, for that was uh, great fits. Doesn't really care about academics. No. So that's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, Cameron, uh, our time here has nearly come to a close. I have to say, I can't thank you enough for being here. This was such a fun, fun episode to record, and I'm sure that that will reflect on uh, on, on what the final product product is. Um, if you're still listening uh, at home, I can't thank you enough. Um, reminder that you can follow the podcast um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and our Instagram at iknowaguy.pod. Uh, if you don't already know Cameron, we use the same ending for every episode. We end on two quotes. I'm going to read off a famous quote that's a personal favorite in order to maybe give you a little inspiration. And then afterwards, you will be given the pressure to end the episode with your own beautiful, ridiculous, completely made-up quote. Does okay, that make sense? Okay. Completely made up. Completely made up. So here goes. This is a quote from the great motivational speaker, Cookie Monster. He said, Today me will live in the moment unless it's unpleasant, in which case I will eat a cookie. Whoa. And okay. I think that those are all words that we can live by. I agree. Yeah. I think that those are words we can live by. That was a typo. That happens sometimes. All right, Cameron, you have got the inspiration. You've had the time to think completely off the cuff. Why don't you end the episode with your historic quote? Sure. All right. Are you ready to hear it? I'm ready. You know, sometimes we're not ready to hear certain things, uh, and that is because you need to go to the doctor (laughs) and get your ears checked. Uh, To everyone at home listening, Sometimes we're not ready to hear certain things, 
But that's because you need to go to the doctor and get your hearing checked.